Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Yeah! Another shot, Key Yeagerbaum! What is this? J.D. Babe, Dookie! Mighty Mighty Boston's. I need to know this. Just so if I ever see it's playing, I... I can immediately. Max, have you ever been Turn to one up. of those bars where everybody's just going crazy? Two o'clock, and like, yeah! Yeah, no, there's some, another shot. I wonder about that because I understand all that stuff is subjective, right? Like when you listen to something, whether it sounds good to you or not. But like sometimes I hear some combinations of sounds. I'm like, there's no way human ears really think this sounds good. <laughs> like, uh, Max, really? How's, how's your energy not high right now, Max? Key and I, are, we're, our level is like a 9, 10. And I feel like you just came at this from like a 3. Kellerman. Take on Brady Kellerman was wrong. That's How dare you? You do it guys. the bars. Well, inevitably, he will be right eventually. Actually, I won't be because this guy's going to retire and he never fell off the cliff. <laughs> it's like it was in pipe plate till he's 44 and he never Ooh, fell what off if he, the cliff. What if he retires yeah. and then comes back and wins a Super Bowl? Hmm. How would that be? With the Patriots. No, 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 no. Come on now. As they Bill say, wouldn't that, let that happen. That ship has sailed. <laughs> so, guys, Mike McCarthy is told that he's returning in 2022. A ton of news coming out of Dallas yesterday, right? ESPN's Ed Werder confirmed what was first reported by USA Today. And Cowboys owner, general manager, the very ego of the team, Jerry Jones, has so far declined to commit to McCarthy's return publicly after Dallas's playoff exit with wild card round loss to the 49ers. No playoff wins for Dallas, as usual. On January 17th, Cowboys Vice President Stephen Jones, that's Jerry's son, said in an interview with 105.3 The Fan in Dallas that he was very confident, that's a quote, very confident McCarthy would return. McCarthy has said he wasn't concerned about his future as head coach, saying in a news conference on January 19th that he had positive conversations with with Jerry Jones after the loss to the 49ers. (laughs) Really? Uh, Meanwhile, Dan Quinn is returning to the Cowboys. Quinn interviewed for the head coaching vacancies of the Bears, Broncos, Vikings, Dolphins, and Giants. Then Sean Payton, this to me is the most interesting, guys. Sean Payton steps away from the Saints. Talking about he's not done coaching, but ain't going to be this year, right? But listen to this interaction on the Dan Patrick show when Dan Patrick's like, hey, pretend to be an analyst. And so Sean took too long breaking down the 13-second game-tying drive by the Chiefs. So Dan's like, oh, that, that took too long on TV. You'd have, to be, you know, you'd have to do this, this, and this. So Peyton goes, hold up. I want another shot. Listen to this. So then ask me the, the end of the Cowboys game, and let me see if I can do this better. Okay. What did the Cowboys do wrong in this situation? Well, look, they're trying to get in field. They're trying to get in touchdown range, and they ran a draw. We typically would throw a pass and down, down. Ultimately, I think two further, two more steps for Dak. Uh, he's got to slide a little quicker. He's up. Ball has to go to the umpire. Then let's go. Um, we can never hand the ball to the center. Yo, that is gangster key, Jay. He is going like. I- how else could key? How else? You know, I'm trying to spread germs, throw smoke on it, whatever, those you know, fire logs on the fire. Go, key. How else can I interpret that other than the dude is taking aim at, at the dude who he's going to replace as head coach? Well, that's what, what do they say, dead man walking or something like that? Yeah, that's basically what Mike McCarthy is. Anything short of the Super Bowl, um, 
yeah, speculation is going to be out there all season long. So imagine coaching as a lame duck coach when you still have a contract, but you are a lame duck coach even though you got years left on your contract. And Sean's just pointing out what he would have done as the head coach in that situation, which is correct. If we are going to not throw and we run, Dak Prescott needs to get down. And I said this on the show a weeks ago when it happened. Get down and now all of a sudden hand the ball off to the referee, not the center. You wouldn't have had the bobble. You'd have got the time to be able to take a shot if that's what you wanted to do. It didn't happen. And Sean is just pointing that out. He's just letting you know that when I become the head coach of the Cowboys and we're in this situation, this is the way we're going to handle it. You know, I'll allow you guys to throw yeast on the whole Sean Payton thing because that's that's going to be something that we're going to talk about constantly. But there's, there's a little bit more internal pressure there too, Max. And what I mean by that is everybody was so concerned, Key, about well, what happens if they lose Dan Quinn. They lose Dan Quinn in that defense. They made such an overhaul defensively considering they were ranked last a couple of years ago and how they're now middle of the pack. But, guys, guess what that does to Mike, Car- Mike McCarthy? Can you imagine five, six games into the season, they lead the league in penalties again, and Jerry Jones is fed up with Mike McCarthy, and Dan Quinn gets the opportunity to coach this team, and they actually do win the Super Bowl? You could be looking at a scenario where Sean Payton may not get the job because the job may be taken midway through the season, Max. That's what it sounds like to me, Key. That I got it. Jay's analysis, that's exactly yeah, where my yeah, mind went. For sure. When you look at it on the surface – yeah, Dan Quinn could be elevated to interim head coach and they make a run. Most likely when you fire a coach, the new coach isn't going to come in as an interim and make a strong run to take you to a Super Bowl. Because if you're headed toward a Super Bowl, your record most likely is going to be way over 500. This pulling up the rear, you know, and, and going on a magical carpet ride like the Kansas City Chiefs did – uh, when they were struggling at the beginning of the season and all of a sudden they hit the gas pedal and started rolling, the Dallas Cowboys aren't built like that. They're not. They're just not built where if all of a sudden you look up and they're four and six and they decide ten games in, we get ready to fire Mike McCarthy and elevate Dan Quinn. They're not getting ready to win like, what did I say, four and six? So that's, yeah. that's ten games. They would have to win to make it. They probably would have to win another five. Then the, the three six games. nowadays, right? Because yeah, it's seventeen six. games. It's not yeah. like the NFC so East is that tough of a division. They ain't gonna be able to, yeah, you know. True. But no, I'm saying if you calculate, they've got to win, call it nine out of the last ten games or something crazy, including the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They usually don't do that. Like mm-hmm. you Key. just don't make that type of noise. Mm-hmm. So Sean, Mc, Sean Payton is still sitting there with his defensive coordinator and Dan Quinn already on the staff. He, you said the other day that coaches don't talk bad about other coaches. No. Even if even if an assistant coach thinks another assistant coach on another team is sorry, right? It's not going to yeah. be like a player. He ain't going to say something bad. Does this strike you as out of the ordinary in any way for a coach? Because you even mentioned, look, Peyton, if, if they were going to make the move right after the playoff loss, it wouldn't be like Sean Peyton sticking the knife in Mike McCarthy's back, right? Because that would be bad form, bad etiquette, right? Yeah. But – were, were you surprised at all, given that, that Sean Payton said, ask me what I would do about the – ask me about the Cowboys? And no. what, you, not, it's not surprising no, at all? No, because, he, because he's not a coach. 
and he's not getting the job this year. Ah, the, 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 because he stepped away, in other words. Yeah, so the, yeah. The, the cuts on the back, they got Band-Aids on them right now with a little bit of blood leaking through. Mm. They're going to peel them off if they miss the playoffs or something next year. They're just going to peel them Band-Aids off, and he's just going to bleed all the way out. Jay, that's a, real good, that's a really interesting distinction to me. In other words, if this happened before he steps away from the Saints, no good. But now that he's not a coach, hey, he's he can say analyst. what he wants. He's analyzing mm-hmm. the game. Oh, oh. And, and think you about know? how that's going to make news every time he analyzes the Dallas Cowboys game. Of course. Think every about time. It. It's, going to be, it's going to be the biggest thing that we do this year because we're always going to be reimagining scenarios. And, and, and obviously it puts Sean Payton in a, in a position of power and leverage because he gets a chance to be a Monday morning quarterback, essentially, and see the mistakes that McCarthy's made and say, no, this is how I actually address well, them Well, it's just all. like anybody, right? It's like, it's like basketball, for instance, and I'm using basketball, throwing it in here to get a little bit of time, is when you talk about Coach Van Gundy. When he's mm-hmm. calling games. Prime example, the Knicks game the other prime night. Prime example, yeah, the Knicks game go. the other night. What is he supposed to say? He's supposed to be like, well, he's not trying to go for the next job again, but he's an analyst. He's doing his job. Mm-hmm. He no longer coaches. So something was poised at him, and he went ahead and well, what's, but answered the question. But you're right that on this show, every time Sean Payton says something mm-hmm. about the Cowboys, how like we couldn't avoid it if we tried because his name is linked to the Cowboys. He's a great coach. The Cowboys got to take the next step. McCarthy is obviously, his seat is warm at least. Like there's no avoiding it now. The money shot though. See, we got to get the, we, the money shot. You know what the money shot is? Mm-hmm. The money shot is if Sean Payton actually goes into the booth opposed to the <sighs> studio and he's on the field pregame walking around, and he sees oh Jerry goodness. and him. That's the money shot. Mm. Him standing there talking to Jerry and Steven pregame and then talking to Mike McCarthy pregame. That's, you know how you see those photos? <laughs> That's the money shot. Look at him talking to Jerry and him. What are they planning, a new staff? I mean, just go ahead and mark that down, Max. That's going to happen. right? Like He's going to do TV. He'll probably be in the booth, call a couple of games. It'd be a great way for him to keep keep his face out there. But, like, let, let's not undermine the brilliance of Sean Payton. Just as quickly as he was able to turn – well, ask me about the Dallas game. <laughs> he knows what he's doing now. He knows what he's doing. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. A loss for words? Not here. Fill in the blank. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Let's do this. What are we calling this, Evan? We're calling it fill in the blank. Fill in the blank. All right. Yeah, I like fill it. In I like the, the big voice guy yes. just said. All right, fill in the blank. Here's the game. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Blank wins if. I don't know. I'm reading my paper. The yet. Bengals win if. Fill in the blank, Key. Bengals win if they get off on the secondary of the Kansas City Chiefs and do what they did when they played him in the regular season. If Jamar Chase goes for 266 yards, three touchdowns, and Joe Burrow doesn't get sacked nine times. The Bengals win if this is an absolute shootout and Joe Burrow has the ball last. That's how they win. The Bengals win if Joe Burrow has like an all-time great third down performance. Joe Burrow's got to be money on the money down and it because I think he's going to be in third and longs. And if he can, the Bengals can win. It was a great game. Whoever came up with this, great idea. 
<laughs> Pat the yourself Chiefs on the back. Win if fill in the blank key. If the Chiefs just be the Chiefs at home and ball out and do what they do, and Patrick Mahomes doesn't turn the ball over, they win. Uh, the Chiefs win. I think if their defense shows up, we talk about those third down, the O line issues for the Bengals. If the Chiefs defense can step up and could not allow the Bengals convert those to touchdowns or make those into punts, the Chiefs win. I think the Chiefs win if Burrow is not Superman. Like he's got to have a great performance. I, I just I, I, the, I play out this game in your head at Arrowhead. The Chiefs should win this game. Play this game out in your head at Arrowhead. Interesting. Yes. All right. Let's go NFC Championship game. The 49ers win if he fill in the blank. If they decide to get after. I almost said Jimmy Garoppolo. Get after Matthew Stafford and force him in to turning the football over. The 49ers win if they can keep this game close. There's something about if the game comes down to the stretch and just those those defensive and those special teams plays that they made, I just trust Kyle Shanahan down the stretch in a close game. The Niners win if their O-line can out-muscle the Rams D line mm. that the O line wins against the Rams D line, the Niners win the game. Four Niners win if they're leading at halftime. Sean McVay is forty-five and one when leading at halftime. The lone loss, Week eighteen against the 49ers. I doubt it happens twice in a row. All right, key last one. The Rams win if fill in the blank. Finish the deal up seventeen zero against the 49ers, and Matthew Stafford put him back in the game with an interception. Remember, same thing with Kansas City. Do what you do at home and don't turn the ball over. Yeah, look, they win if they control the tempo of the game, right? Uh, They get some early points on the board. They don't look back. They don't want a dogfight here. They need to stretch the field early and make the 49ers defense take a step or two back. Um, Matt Stafford's going to have to do what he did, what he just did, which is do the thing he says. Don't turn the ball over and make two or three Big throws a game. It's going to be on him. He's going to have to do that. If he does, I think the Rams will win. All right. So we talk about Stafford there, guys, right? Mm-hmm. But what – look, Stafford has top five arm talent, at least he when he entered the league. It was always top five arm talent, but he's putting up the numbers. We're not sure and all this kind of stuff. But if he gets to the Super Bowl, if he wins the Super Bowl – we're not going to think his team carried him. He was lucky. We're going to think, boy, look at that. That's an, a, a talented, a former first-round pick, most fourth-quarter comebacks, real arm talent. That's an addition. It worked. It was worth trading all the draft capital and golf and everything. But what if Jimmy G wins? What's it going to take for you to, to, for like, to make you believe in Jimmy G? If he wins on Sunday, just think about this for a second. Jimmy G will have beaten in these playoffs. Remember, he's already been to a Super Bowl, came one throw away from beating Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. But he will have beaten in these playoffs Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers, and Matt Stafford on his way to his second Super Bowl in three years, right? And yet he will not have thrown a touchdown pass in the first two, maybe not even in the three games to get there. Key, I know you're a believer in Jimmy G. Why do you think no one else, and I am too, but, like, Mina Kimes doesn't seem to be, right? A lot of people don't seem to be. We know a lot about football. What will it take for Jimmy G to get people there? You know, it's not, it's not about believing or not believing in him. What happens is a lot of people feel like he's not adding anything to the team, right? 
Me, on the other hand, I believe he is because as long as he doesn't screw it up, they'll win. He, you know, he almost screwed it up against Green Bay throwing that interception. But they figured out how to get out of it, so he gets the credit because of the team game and special teams. I'm not looking for Jimmy G to go 29 of 34 for 360 and two monies. I'm not looking for that because it's probably not going to happen. The only column I don't want to see is the interception column with a couple numbers in there. And I think they win the game. But see, Key, the reason why we look at Jimmy G the way we do is for exactly what you just said. Whenever, Max, somebody puts your name in the same sentence with don't screw it up, just all you have to do is don't screw it up. That gives you insight to where you actually think about that quarterback or where you have them positioned, right? Like, we're talking about Matthew Stafford taking the top off, making, you know, bombs that drop to Cooper Cup or how he's played he in his two ha- playoff games. He has games. the ability to do that, he but had- he also has the ability to screw it up. He had the ability to screw it up, but you think – and he didn't play well down the stretch in the regular season. But when you think about don't screw it up, you, you go to Jimmy G before you go to any other quarterback left in the playoffs right now. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. That, that speaks volumes because, about Jimmy okay, G. Okay, this all started, Max, in 2018. That was the year they went to the Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. Minnesota Vikings game. He threw the ball to the other team. Kyle Shanahan said no more. They started running the ball. Green Bay championship game, he threw the ball to the other team. He was like, yeah, we're not getting ready. They start running the ball. So it started that narrative because Jimmy G was traded to the San Francisco 49ers. Kyle Shanahan went and got him because he saw him throw the football in New England. And he was like, man, that dude, I can win with him, which is true. But when they start relying on him in that situation and on the way to the Super Bowl, they took the ball out of his hands. So immediately everybody's like, oh, God, this dude is terrible. Then he misses the throw. If he doesn't miss that throw, just think about it. If he doesn't miss that throw yeah. in the Super Bowl, I hear you. two throws, it was two. One to Kittle, one to mm-hmm. Sanders. We and all remember missed. the Sanders one, but you're right. Yeah, we two. all remember yeah. the Sanders one. If he connects on that throw, mm. Patrick Mahomes doesn't win his Super Bowl. Mm. He's Jim Kelly Jim, all of a sudden. Jim, yeah. Jimmy G Man. gets a $700 million extension. Man, Max, if I just never hit that utility pole, I can made $150 million, but my ass did. Yeah, well, I mean, about, it's true, I, but, I, but I, like, I don't, I've never gotten I don't know that the next year, I got it. How Beat about you if you would have just, it. Gotcha. How, will, gotcha. how about, done, segment if over, you anyway, never back to my point, I'm going to keep talking, the Kawasaki my point dealer. is, my point is, <laughs> when that becomes a little bit, <laughs> what, <laughs> that becomes a little bit, and even look at the Dallas Guys, game, I, Max, I just want to, you're like, come on, Jimmy, I just want to remind you guys of something, I know I say it a lot, but I want to go into a little more detail, okay, I will tell the story of Jimmy G's career. The first time he touched the ball in New England, remember when Brady got hurt and Brissett went 1-1? One and one? Yeah. Garoppolo went 2-0. and yeah. Shanahan trades for him. Yeah. Now, this was for a Niners team, guys, that couldn't buy a win. They had one win on the season. One. When Garoppolo got the ball, and then they went 5-0 and oh to close the season. Think about that. You have a one-win team. 
that's you know why might wind up with like one or two lo- wins on the season, and he goes five and zero oh for basically a practically a winless team to close the season. Okay, next year he gets hurt. So, so the Niners are like the worst team in football when they get him. Then all of a sudden, they're undefeated with him. Then he gets hurt the next year, okay? And they're, they're no good. Then the following year, he comes back. They go 13-3 and three and get to the Super Bowl. Then last year, he got hurt. No good. Then this year, he comes back. They're 9-6, and six, and they're in the NFC Championship game. Like, I can't. This can't be coincidence. And if you mean to tell me... It's because the backups are that bad. Well, those are also chosen by Kyle Shanahan. They're also running what he wants to run. This dude is not just average or a tick above average. This guy in the right situation can turn your team or can be the quarterback of a team that is a stone-cold elite team that without him sucks. Like, what? that's, that's about- not an accident. It sounds, I mean, you, you, I can't argue. I can't, I can't comment on it because you're right. When you break it all down, it's like, okay, well, he's not giving you the eye-popping statistical numbers that the fantasy football folks want. But the dude keeps winning when he's underneath the center. And how does that happen if he's not throwing touchdown passes in the playoffs, but they keep winning? Like, you know what it is, Key? And Jay, this is what I object to. People are like, if it's just correlation not causation right if it's if it's just like well you pick up your lucky little rabbit's foot and you win and then you put it down and you lose it's not because of the rabbit's foot right you're you're being superstitious like don't expect every time you pick it up to win that would be one thing I understand that right that's correlation but Jimmy G key I believe it's causal it's not just hey he's gotten lucky because it's happened too often like when he in in years we've seen large sample sizes where he's been hurt they flat out can't win a game and when he comes in they basically never lose I'm sorry it ain't luck that tells me that there is that you can make certain predictions about the future when he plays that it is a it is something he is bringing to the table. So I'm telling you right now, if Jimmy G gets to another Super Bowl, if he wins another Super Bowl, people are out of their minds if they don't think he's an excellent quarterback. He's excellent. He's excellent, whoa, 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 for, excellent for what they want to do. Right, Matt, for what yeah, they okay. want to do. Yeah, what yeah they listen, do. I, I'm not using the word excellent with excellence. No, with, without the exception. I, I'm not diminishing Jimmy G, but when I use the word excellent, I'm using that for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I'm using that for Tom Brady. That's no, great. You can use, no, you can use excellent for Jimmy G, but you got to say for what they want to do. Yeah, yeah. You got to throw that in yeah, there. No doubt. You know who they are? Bill Belichick and Kyle Shanahan. Pretty good day. Matt Stafford and Jimmy G are trying to cement their legacies on Sunday. One quarterback did that a long time ago. Now he said goodbye to the game. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. In a video posted to his Twitter account, Ben Roethlisberger announced what became obvious over the final weeks of the 2021 season, and uh, maybe a little before then if you were paying attention. Quote, the journey has been exhilarating, fueled by a spirit of competition, Roethlisberger said. Yet, the time has come to clean out my locker, hang up my cleats, and continue to be all I can be to my wife and children. I retire from football a truly grateful man. Roethlisberger, 39 years old, finished a likely Hall of Fame career with two Super Bowl wins, Rookie of the Year honors, and the fifth most passing yards in NFL history. The Pro Football Hall of Fame announced that Roethlisberger will be eligible for selection in 2027. Key, what's Big Ben's legacy? Well, when I look back at Big Ben and his legacy, I got to think about he was tough as nails, always there for his team, playing with injuries, banged up, you name it. He certainly was a guy who you would want to play with and have as your quarterback. A little pain in the butt at times with players and coaches, but it was a good – it was a good run for him. And the one big, big, big thing that I remember most about his legacy that, that will be included in his legacy is the throw in Super Bowl forty three to Santonio Holmes with 43 seconds left on the clock. Only a handful of players that ever played that position in the National Football League could make that throw. Over the defenders, the back pylon, only where – his guy can catch it, and San Antonio Holmes put his toes down, and it was just a, gosh, I, I know you remember that. It was just a beautiful play executed perfectly. You know, on the field, his resume, he's a Hall of Famer, all right? Um, he ranks up there with many of the great quarterbacks. He's one of 12 quarterbacks to win multiple Super Bowl rings, and I acknowledge that. But, see, Big Ben will never be one of my top quarterbacks, ever. And I cannot compartmentalize what has happened off the field that I think has overall tarnished his legacy on the field. And here are the facts for you. The facts on the sexual assault allegations earlier in his career. In 2009, Roethlisberger's first case was settled out of court in 2012. And Roethlisberger faced no punishment from the NFL. In 2010, a second sexual assault allegation surfaced when a 20-year-old woman claimed that Roethlisberger assaulted her in the bathroom of a nightclub in Georgia. Due to lack of evidence, Georgia prosecutors did not press charges, and the case was dropped a month later. He was originally suspended six games by the NFL after the second allegation, but it was then reduced to four games. When I think about legacy, me, frankly, guys, and I don't know how other people deem it, just me that it's about what imprint do you leave on society. And sports can push you up and prompt you up. Winning Super Bowls is important for a lot of people. I understand that. But how you affect human beings, to me, that's a legacy. And I can't 
There's no delineation between the two for me, Max. And that's why I can never look at Big Ben as one of the top quarterbacks to play this game. You know, you mentioned some of the facts. If charges are dropped or um, someone settles, that there, there's a legal standard. You know, if just because someone settles, it doesn't necessarily mean that there was guilt on the part of the person settling. In fact, oftentimes there is not guilt on the part of the person settling. And when charges are dropped, it may mean that there's not enough evidence to go forward. However, there are legal standards. Even if something gets eventually to trial and someone's acquitted, that's because the burden of proof is on the prosecution, right? You're innocent until proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. Those are legal standards. But people are entitled to and will make up their own minds. And there is a court of public opinion. And even outside of that, there's your own private feelings about someone based on the information you have available to you. And for a lot of people, Jay, I think they will feel like you. Whatever the, the actual legal outcome, and neither, neither of the instances you mentioned went forward to trial, uh, or, or, but there are people who will say, you know what, I've made up my own, I have my own opinion, I've made up my own mind based on what I know, and I find it difficult to um, celebrate this guy. And, and there are other people who feel differently. Say, so, no, they settled and the charges were dropped. And, and um, who knows? We don't, you know, don't have all the facts, and, and I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and celebrate what he did on the field. I, I imagine, actually, there are more people who will do that than will feel like UJ, but I'm not going to uh, act as though there, are, there isn't a large group, even as a percentage of people who are aware of this stuff, who don't feel the way you do, Jay. And that is something that, partly because of the nature of the uh, allegations, but Max, it's I'll just go- uncomfortable to talk about, and partly because people don't want to think that someone they rooted for you know, playing football would be capable of something like that. But go ahead, Jay, I'm sorry. No, no, I was going to say, Max, but when it happens multiple times, mm-hmm. like that, that's the thing that... And look, there's sensitivities around this, so I am treading extremely carefully about it. But when there happens to be multiple allegations and it's not a one-time occurrence, regardless of whether you settled out of court or not, that becomes a theme to me. No doubt. I think a lot of people – listen, we talked about Deshaun Watson, right? Whatever's going on there, I remember thinking, okay, it's one, one, let's see the facts come out, two, another, there's three allegations, four, and then eventually it got to 22. So I'm sorry, I have – I have my own personal feelings yeah. about that because I can use common sense and think, oh, either there's some crazy vast conspiracy or there is 22 separate women making similar allegations. Come on. How do you explain that away? And yeah. there's been no trial, right? Like there's been no – and yet you can't ask people to turn off their brains, right? So people will make up their minds and have opinions about Roethlisberger and many of them won't be favorable um, – and won't be able to look past or, or compartmentalize, as you say, Jay, and say, well, no, I'm just going to evaluate him as a football player. Much more Keyshawn, Jay Willemax, next on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. Keyshawn, Jay Willemax, the podcast.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Guys, Carmelo Anthony took exception to some fans taunting him during the Los Angeles Lakers 105-87 loss to the Philadelphia 76ers on Thursday, saying the harassment was unacceptable. So why was it unacceptable, right? That's what you might be asking. The incidents caused referees and players from both teams to intervene during the game. What could it have been? With seven minutes and one second left in the fourth quarter, Anthony confronted a stand standing, fan standing behind the row of courtside seats near center court at Wells Fargo Center. Carmelo Anthony said afterward that the fan referred to him as boy. Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports tweeted, the fan kept calling Anthony a boy and yelling, get in the corner, boy, mm. and keeping, and keeping, keep, I think I mean, keep shooting, boy. All right, guys. Max, 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 let me me tell you. So uh, a couple days ago, sitting on my seats, uh, courtside of Brooklyn Nets game when they're playing against the Lakers, sitting next to Lala, and people were saying crazy things to Melo. Crazy things at the Brooklyn Nets game. She's not reacting. He's not reacting. Right? Like random trash talk. Fan trash talk, right? Like not crossing the line, but random trash talk. Everybody's cool with it. She's not reacting. He's not reacting. Uh, I sit on the board with Melo. I've seen how he handles certain things. But when you start calling somebody boy, uh, that insinuates things from the past that bring up (laughs) foundational moments of slavery and things of that sort. And in my opinion, that is not acceptable. In my opinion, that would get that would solicit a pretty aggressive reaction from me on the court, especially if he said over and over and over. So I don't think it's acceptable, and I think they were right to be ejected, and I think Melo has every right to be angered by the situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's three things that you don't do to me. Court, field, walking through a hallway. Oh, you ain't going to do a walk. Ain't ain't nobody going to do it walking through the hallway next to you. Whatever. Just (laughs) in general, three things. Never call me the N-word and think it's okay. Never call me boy and don't put your damn hands on me. Outside of that, you can scream, you can holler, you can, you can do anything you want to. Part of putting your hands on, don't throw nothing at me. 
because then you are inviting me to do something to you. Hmm. And so I think in this situation, I don't want to hear about, oh, you're too, it's too, it's too sensitive now and the world is worship. No. no, no, don't do that, man. Especially to a black man, unless you want to get your ass whooped. <laughs> don't do it. So don't do it, Max. Key, let's take it one at a time. What you just said. First of all, if someone throws something at a player or something like that, if something, an object hits a player, that's assault. It doesn't matter that he's on the court and you paid the ticket. That's assault. And when you put your hands on someone else, when you put your hands on someone else, and that's not what happened here, but if you do, they, your life is in their hands now. Right? Like They're going to retaliate, and I don't want to y'all, but it was escalation. Don't put your hands on anybody. That's the first thing. Okay, now. The N-word, what are we living in? Uh, like, where is anyone in the world not aware that them's fighting words? A, a white dude don't call uh, an African-American person that word and not understand what's happening, right? Okay, so the, the, those two things covered key, obviously. What's interesting about this to me and what I don't like about what the fan did is he was talking slick. He, well, at I least he think, thought he was. Right, he thought he was. He, he thought that there was enough gray area or wiggle room there <laughs> to get away crazy, with it. crazy, man. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Absolutely, that's, I see it. That's why you don't – it's not an M-bomb. Oh, and, and, and you could say, you know, the it's word boy in certain contexts. But, but what I'm saying is the reason he thinks he has plausible deniability is in certain contexts you can call someone – that's my boy or, what, or whatever. Absolutely. But, so, so he thinks – that's right, Key. It's not that he's talking slick. He thinks he's talking slick, and Mello wasn't having it. At he all. shouldn't. He shouldn't. You know, to, trying to call him a boy and direct him in the corner as if he owns him to tell him to keep shooting, boy. Like, like – Sit in the corner, boy. Yeah, sit in the – like, come on, man. We're <laughs> we in a different world. This is not 1945. It wasn't okay in 1945. But 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 it wasn't okay. But people got away with it way more. Yeah, in some places. You yeah. know, this ain't 12 years a slave, bro. You're getting ready to get your tail whooped. And by the way, I, I just want people to know, because I, I see a lot of this on Twitter. We, we've tackled a lot of interesting subjects today. We're like, oh, there you guys go. Everything's racial. Yo, Key and I don't live our lives like that. At no, all. No, no. I'm gonna use all. The, I'm gonna use the one that's always used. I got a white wife and mixed kids. <laughs> My wife's Lebanese <laughs> and Italian. I'm gonna use that so, one. So like it's so like don't give me all that BS I, about I like can, we're always I, trying to stir the pot key. I hate that. Oh, it wait, Key's about to do it. Hey, hey Jay, listen to this one. Go ahead, Key. Yeah, some of my best friends are Jewish. They are my neighbors. We all hang out together. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say some of my best friends are white because they, for they years, are too, but I, I get the same it. thing. I get it. But most for, of my friends are white. For years. <laughs> now what? For, for years when a, Max. when a white person was <laughs> accused of being racist, <laughs> the response to them when they didn't identify that way. They would say some of my best friends are black, and that was like, uh oh, <laughs> alarm bells. Yeah. So, but People, yeah, but, yeah, but but I, I love Jay, mm-hmm. and I love you. I like working with y'all. Yeah, it's fun in the morning. It's just, it's beats working it, for a living, right? It, yes, it, it does. Well, this is working for a living. Whew. It's like ten hours, but it's one of those things, Max, where no one wants to talk about or address real 
subject matters that are happening every single day. And the only way you can tackle it is by talking about it and not running from it. And so when well, social media happens, people accuse us. It's like, no, man, that's not it. You listen to some of these other stations that are afraid to talk about things in real time. Well, Key, it's also the fact that it makes a lot of people who never had real conversations with like with black people about this, it makes them really uncomfortable. Well, that's their own it makes them, problem. I understand. But it makes them uncomfortable because it's awkward, because they never had to engage in real-ass conversation and, and actually hear somebody about how they feel about yes, it. Yes, yeah. And, right? and, and then and connect saying, with them as human beings and be like, you know what, we're man? Saying like, nothing I acknowledge wrong. how you feel. We're Damn. saying nothing wrong about the lack of black coaches and diversity in the National Football League or at at workplaces like ours at ESPN. We're, we're, we talk about that. We're saying nothing wrong about what happened with Carmelo. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. We are trying to help you understand what you should be doing and not be doing. We're also not looking for the topics. It's, but we're also, I like the way, is we're not running from them either. No. So if they present themselves, it's in the news. We will talk yeah. about yeah. them. Roethlisberger yeah, right. and, and the way Jay feels or something like what happened to Carmelo yesterday or the, the, uh, the, the lack of African-American head coaches in the NFL. We're not running. We're not looking for it, but it's there. We're not going to talk about it. The NBA is on ESPN Radio. Tune in tomorrow night as the Warriors host the Nets. Presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 8 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. More KJM coming up. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. 